Today is the fourth day of November, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore Him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In His hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The Psalms appointed for the fourth day. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. Although they have no words or language, and their voices are not heard, their sound has gone out into all lands, and their message to the ends of the world. In the deep has he set a pavilion for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. It goes forth from the uttermost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. Nothing is hidden from its burning heat. The law of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the innocent. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteousness altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, more than much fine gold. Sweeter far than honey, than honey in the comb. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can tell you how often he offends? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. The name of God of Jacob defend you. Send you help from his holy place and strengthen you out of Zion. 
Remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. Grant you your heart's desire and prosper all your plans. We will shout for joy at your victory and triumph in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed. He will answer him out of his holy heaven with the victorious strength of his right hand. Some put his trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will call upon the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall down, but we will arise and stand upright. O Lord, give victory to the King and answer us when we call. The King rejoices in your strength, O Lord. How greatly he exalts in your victory. You have given him his heart's desire. You have not denied him the request of his lips. For you meet him with blessings of prosperity and set a crown of fine gold upon his head. He asks you for life, and you gave it to him, strength of days forever and ever. His honor is great because of your victory. Splendor and majesty have you bestowed upon him. For you will give him everlasting felicity and will make him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king puts his trust in the Lord. Because of the loving kindness in the Most High, he will not fall. Your hand will lay hold upon all your enemies. Your right hand will seize all those who hate you. You will make them like a fiery furnace at the time of your appearing, O Lord. You will swallow them up in your wrath, and fire shall consume them. You will destroy their offspring from the land and their descendants from among the peoples of the earth. Though they intend evil against you and devise wicked schemes, yet they shall not prevail. For you will put them to flight and aim your arrows at them. Be exalted, O Lord, in your might. We will sing and praise your power. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Amen. A reading from the Revelation to John, chapter 17, beginning at the first verse. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great whore who is seated at the many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and with the wine whose fornication the inhabitants of the earth have become drunk. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast who was full of blasphemous names, and had seven heads and ten horns, the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and impurities of her fornication. And on her forehead was written a name, a mystery, Babylon, the great mother of whores of the earth's abominations. 
And I saw that the woman was drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the witness to Jesus. When I saw her, I was greatly amazed. But the angel said to me, Why are you so amazed? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with the seven heads and the ten horns that carried her. The beast that you saw was and is not and is about to ascend from the bottomless pit and to go to destruction. And the inhabitants of the earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will be amazed when they see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. Also, there are seven kings of whom five have fallen. One is living and the other has not yet come. And when he comes, he must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seventh. And it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received a kingdom. But they are to receive authority as a king for one hour together with the beast. These are united in yielding their power and authority to the beast, and they will make war on the lamb, and the lamb will conquer them, for he is the Lord of lords, king of kings. And those with them are called and chosen and faithful. And he said to me, The waters that you saw, where the whore is seated, are people and multitude and nations and languages. And the ten horns that you saw, they are the beasts who hated the whore. They will make her desolate and naked. They will devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by agreeing to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God will be fulfilled. The woman you saw was the great city that rules over the kings of the earth. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty. Glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 13, beginning at the 31st verse. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. 
Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A revelation for the Friday following Proper 26. A reading from the Revelations of Divine Love by Dame Julian of Norwich, circa 1417. Our Mother, by nature and grace, for He would become our Mother in everything, laid the foundation of His work in the Virgin's womb with great and gentle condescension. This was shown in the first revelation when I received a mental picture of the Virgin's genuine simplicity at the time she conceived. In other words, it was in this lowly place that God Most High, the supreme wisdom of all, adorned and arrayed himself with our poor flesh, ready to function and serve as mother in all things. A mother is the most intimate, willing, and dependable of all services, because it is the truest of all. None has been able to fulfill it properly but Christ, and He alone can. We know that our own mother's bearing of us was a bearing to pain and death. But what does Jesus, our true mother, do? Why, he, all love, bears us to joy and eternal life. Blessings on him. Thus he carries us within himself in love. And he is in labor until the time has fully come for him to suffer the sharpest pangs and most appalling pain possible. And in the end, he dies. And not even when this is over, and we ourselves have been born to eternal bliss, is his marvelous love completely satisfied. This he shows in that overwhelming word of love. If I could possibly have suffered more, indeed, I would have done so. He might die no more, but that does not stop him working, for he needs to feed us. It is an obligation of his dear motherly love. The human mother will suckle her child with her own milk. But our beloved mother, Jesus, feeds us with himself and with the most tender courtesy, does it by means of the blessed sacrament, the precious food of all true life. And he keeps us going through his mercy and grace by all the sacraments. This is what he meant when he said, It is I 
whom Holy Church preaches and teaches. In other words, all the health and life of sacraments, all the virtue and grace of my word, all the goodness laid up for you in Holy Church, it is I. The human mother may put her child tenderly to her breast, but our tender Mother Jesus simply leads us into his blessed breast through his open side and there gives us a glimpse of the Godhead and heavenly joy, the inner certainty of eternal bliss. The tenth revelation showed this and said as much with that word, See how I love you. As looking into his side, he rejoiced. This fine and lovely word, Mother, is so sweet and so much its own that it cannot properly be used of any but him and of her who is his own true mother and ours. In essence, motherhood means love and kindness, wisdom, knowledge, goodness. Though in comparison with our spiritual birth, our physical birth is a small, unimportant, straightforward sort of thing. It still remains that it is only through his working that it can be done at all by his creatures. A kind, loving mother who understands and knows the needs of her child will look after it tenderly, just because it is the nature of a mother to do so. As the child grows older, she changes her methods, but not her love. Older still, she allows the child to be punished so that its faults are corrected and its virtues and graces developed. This way of doing things, with much else that is right and good, is our Lord at work in those who are doing them. Thus, he is our mother in nature, working by his grace in our lower part for the sake of the higher. It is his will that we should know this, for he wants all our love to be fastened on himself. Like this, I could see that our indebtedness under God to fatherhood and motherhood, whether it be human or divine, is fully met in truly loving God. And this blessed love Christ himself produces in us. This was shown in all the revelations, and especially in those splendid words that he uttered. It is I whom you love. Herein ends today's revelation. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, 
was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, 
for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.